Louis Vuitton reminds us we're all going to die eventually. Wee-based watch hopes to smoke the competition. Richard Mill will sell you a watch twice. Hublot release a watch that is entirely made of a sapphire case. And Baltic release a stunning compressor-style watch. Welcome to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam and Chris. How have you been, Chris? Ah, pretty good. Pretty good. Excellent. Well, should we kick it off with a bit of watch obsessions, a, a favourite that was asked for on the uh, Facebook group because we missed last week's watch oh, obsessions. Okay. We're trying to mix up the show a bit. Yeah, trying to. Yeah, and and always, you know, I mean, don't always have one, but uh, you know, it's, it's good to it's good to change it up every now and then. We'll bring it back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, shall I kick it off yeah. with that uh, with mine? Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna sneakily do two here because the first one is this. F- I, I don't know where this came from. I think it's a new release, but this. The G-Shock Frogman Royal Navy watch. There's just something about this. I- I've always liked the Frog Frogman Frogmen watches. <laughs> frog Frog guy. <laughs> but this one just reminds me of when I was a kid when I used to make the little airplane models and they were you paint the battleships that grey. Oh yeah, like but it's got yeah, like a two-tone grey strap on there as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely battleship grey. And uh, yeah, it's got uh, it's got some it's a you know it's, a little, it's funky, but it's not it's not too crazy. The strap is strap's kind of cool, and I think the strap's like a different color gray too, so it's almost like a three tone. Yeah, I really like this one. And then I'm going to very sneakily do a two for one because whilst I was writing this week's show or writing the outline for it, I got sent this watch from I think it's Sell- Seller or Sailor. It's a French brand mm-hmm. that I think they've just just come back on the scene. I think they used to make a lot of vintage divers, but this one is vintage diving chic. This one is pretty good. Yeah, know? no, I saw you posted uh, you posted a picture, and it looks uh, yeah, it it's very uh, yeah vintage. It uh, feels feels Yema Doxa kind of kind of the does. best of kind of the best of, and you did mention French, so. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um I think they're they're not assembled in France, I don't think. I think they might be assembled in Hong Kong or certainly that's what the shipping label said. But it's got a very solid feeling bracelet, but there's still got that like bit of vintage jangle to it as well. Oh right. Yeah. The I did notice the bracelet was a little unique. Does it is the like the way the links are kind of funky? Is that yeah. Yeah, it is. They've made it look like a vintage stamped metal bracelet. I've only had it for a few hours, but it's actually solid. Oh. It's solid all the way through. I quite like it, actually. So yeah. I'll, I'll be doing a full review of that one on yeah. the channel when I, uh, when I get around to it. I feel like peak vintage. I feel like peak reissued vintage is here's a solid reproduction of our old jangly stamp bracelet. <laughs> like the um, like the Tudor rivets, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what nobody's done, though? You've just reminded me of this. Is nobody's gone to the extent of maybe filing down the case and then painting on like brass underneath <laughs> right, the yeah, cases yeah. were just right yeah just right corroded brass or whatever like take that take a uh yeah did it they they painstakingly put four layers of metal on so that they can buff down one and make it look like a vintage one <laughs> yeah yeah look at it or maybe right. yeah or maybe one of the super expensive brands could like inlay yeah. gold as if it was the water right. base metal right pre-distressed now it's just like distressed i mean if you have you ever like any sort of like distressed flooring like any distressed wood where people pay and they do this with like jeans and a whole bunch of other stuff where people will pay to have someone like work on it as if like it's you know been a hardwood floor or been a pair of jeans that have been worn for 20 years and uh and so and sell it for high volume so yeah 
this is the next big thing in in the watch market i think is is distressed is professionally distressed watch cases <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first that's right holding key that's right you heard it here first right that's right right so uh well that was those were my uh my watch obsession and then it's a one i just squeaked in there nice. have you had one chris uh week? you know so I, I was over on the facebook group and bobby posted his new omega the snoopy and with the um and what's the what's the official i'm trying to think of the it's the the 50th anniversary sorry uh, yeah i so many so many special editions but um uh but i was think i i took another look at that and i was like if i was gonna get a speedmaster special edition like that's that's definitely one to get i mean i can't it would i'd be saving up for most of the year to get to get something like that but uh i just can't see i can't see something like that going down in value and it's just one of those cool like i think i said when it first came out it's one of those cool watches where i know like in 20 years you just happen to have it on your wrist and you'll just be at a wedding or a party or a restaurant or something and and just flip that thing over snoopy going around the moon absolutely the coolest the coolest you're never going to get bored of that yeah going around the moon yeah what an interesting complication yeah i mean i like of all the you know of all the displayback stuff that we've gotten like you know displayback seems almost common now and probably in the last like at least five six years like uh, most manufacturers have been moved to of course we have a displayback of course you want to see the you know uh the fine details and the movement this kind of thing but that wasn't always the case but here there, omega just took it one step further like you know forget forget your special fancy geneva stripes i want to see snoopy going around the moon so very cool well should we kick it off with this week in watches all right let's do it First story, Louis Vuitton release a watch that reminds us that we're all going to die eventually, or at least that's what the Hodinkee article said, and that we should seize the day. So the movement was created, I didn't know this, but the movement was created by Louis Vuitton's Le Fabrique de Tempest, well-known and highly respected complication specialist, which Louis Vuitton bought in 2012. It's so cool, this, because the head of the snake pivots to reveal the hours in the skull's forehead and the tail simultaneously swings to point at the minute at eight o'clock have you seen this chris i yeah i i saw it it's it's a lot of there's a lot going on on that dial it's exquisite the snake details on the snake here are just absolutely exquisite yeah and i don't know whether this is it sounds like louis vuitton are going to be doing more of this kind of thing if lvmh have bought that specialist movement manufacturer when I first saw this, I, I thought it might be one of those Jacob & Co. watches, but it's amazing, really, the artistry that's gone into this watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely artistry. And uh, you're, you're right. I feel like uh, I feel you hit the nose uh, there with the... Uh, I feel like it's a little, it's a little the uh, end of days. <laughs> this is how much time you have left. Or, uh, you know, the, um, the prophecy is real. So I don't want to start any podcast beef with another fellow podcast channel, but I was listening to the 10 and 2 podcast and they were right, they were defending Rolex as if to say, or they were saying that, why change something that isn't broken? But I feel watches like this and also the other watches at Watches and Wonders, some like incredible complications that we saw. 
and then the majority of the watch press was like, oh, Rolex put a Jubilee bracelet on or, or they threw a bit of gold on the Explorer. Right. I, don't, <laughs> I feel like it was it, it's unfair on these other watch companies that go all out on these concept pieces or something like that. And Rolex is just like, yeah, change the color on the Right, bezel. right, <laughs> right. I don't, and uh, I'm sure you saw the uh, Bell & Ross full loom chronograph there. We were yeah. kind of discussing in the Facebook group about its pricing. It's a little, it's a, it's pricey for, you know, for that, for that chronograph, certainly, uh, but limited edition, this kind of thing. But yeah, I, you, I feel like there you have a company where it's like, well, you know, we, we did full loom. I think they did a full loom diver. They, they did the BRO3 originally, their square watch in full loom. And it like, there's a, it went, you know, a bunch of people have it. It went, you know, it went over well. They did it with the diver and then now they're just they're they're doing it as a limited edition for the chronograph it's that kind of stuff that you know that that we want to see but at the same time like there was a lot of like maybe pushback that was like have they gone too far like is it you know like is it too crazy you know like or when you'll see other companies do like uh and both uh zinn and bell and ross have done like a bape collaboration where they do yeah. like a camo dial thing and like you yeah. you see those and it's it's super fashion camo dial kind of thing. And, you know, you, you, you kind of immediately like, did, did we go too far with this? But then you look back at, you know, what Rolex is doing. And you're like, well, I mean, like we're doing something, you know, versus not far enough. And, uh, you know, I, I saw the most, I think the most pushback I saw was the two-tone Explorer. Yeah. Cause it was like, wait, you're, you're going to be on a mountain you know, like the rugged mountain tool watch with gold. <laughs> so that was that was the most. So yeah, I um as we discussed, I, I I can't necessarily give them a pass, but I I definitely feel like it's you know the two camps, like Rolex being the same and not changing much and very like clearing out some old stock, and then the other side of it, you know, you want them to innovate, you want them to be bringing cool stuff. Yeah, because even car, even the most successful car companies do. They have like a little cheeky one that they make, don't they? Like a concept car every now right. and again. But yeah. Rolex never do like a concept piece, do right. they? Not I that mean, I can remember. Maybe yeah. they did back in the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, I feel like it. It, it seems that they don't really push the envelope. I mean, they stay. They stay safe, and I think they leave it up to Tudor, like Tudor with like the the. The P P zero one, you know, with with some other Tudor designs, I feel like they they leave it up to them to kind of break ground there. Yeah, and we'll definitely be talking about Tudor again later mm. on in the news. Well, next story, I have been addicted to this watch YouTube channel called the Gentleman Timepiece or the Timepiece Gentleman, and it's a two guys or the main guy's called Anthony and he set up they basically buy and sell these incredible high-end luxury watches so everything from Rolex AP anyway let me just show you this they did a sneak peek of the there was a watch show in Miami but it was a wholesale watch show mm -hmm. so they go and literally cabinets full of watches that are so rare but they're just pulling them out the case, just quoting prices off and on. And it really made me realize that, wow, Rolex, it, going back to what the 10 and 2 podcast were, which mm -hmm. is don't break it, don't fix it. Rolex commodities, it might as well be a gold bar. It, the product's not changed a lot. 
there's minor tweaks here and there, but what the prices are going for, the different colors and things like that, and the way that they trade them, it's I would highly encourage anyone to watch the channel. That their content could be long for it was amazing the other day, Chris. Mm. I, there was one episode that was an hour and twenty minutes long, and I watched the whole thing. Oh, wow. It's fascinating. It's it's fascinating seeing this side of the industry. Right. And it makes you realize that, yeah, this is why we can't get Rolexes because <laughs> not because of not because of the timepiece, gentlemen, but because they're being traded at this level right. that us mere mortals that can just would be comfortable putting down the RRP don't really have a look in because they're they're being traded at a, like a totally different level. Um, have, have you watched this channel before? I, I have not. I have not. So this is new for me. Um, you, it reminds me. I think um, Federico did, uh, or um, who's the other gentleman that works with Federico? uh did a sort of a behind the scenes at uh at a watch show and some other and some other youtubers have done like behind the scenes at watch show and like just to see a dealer show just to see behind the scenes at a dealer show yeah. it like oh you're like it completely opens your eyes because they're like yeah yeah here's a seventy five thousand dollar watch in a plastic case and and it's on the top of 15 others in plastic cases and they're in a and they're in a you know, in one of those uh, like Tupperware, you know, shoebox things, and you're just this like, "This is exactly." You're just like, "What?" And so there's no lights. It's no. There's no. There's barely any. You know, no glass. There's no. You know what I mean? Like it's just they're on the table. They're just kind of strung well, out. This, this is exactly what this is. So yeah. in the first part of the video, they spent like five hundred grand in thirty minutes on like six watches. <laughs> this guy, they were just pulling watches yeah. out, and the dealer was like. Oh, there's, there's only five of these in the world with this diamonds like this. And he's like, how oh, much? Sure. Eight grand. Oh, yeah, we'll do that then. Or he's, oh, they're like haggling. <laughs> um, it's it's a fascinating. Yeah. Look. Their channel in general has become one of my favorites. Yeah. But it's it's a fascinating look. Yeah. And it makes you realize yeah. that Rolex. It's, I think. it's in, yeah, it's, it's super like, it's interesting because it changes how you, how you think about it. And I, I think, and you know, I think for both of us, I, I know that you're not going to hold on to something that is that commodity piece. That's like, that should be in the safe, that should be under glass, that is a value and, and is like in a plexiglass vacuum sealed container and not to be touched. I think that once watches get to that point, especially for me, I just, I, I lose, I completely lose interest. Because I mean, very, very similar to cars. Um, I, you know, I see these guys that they'll get, they'll buy the, they'll buy the special edition, and they'll immediately take it down and they'll have it coated with paint protection film, and it just, you know, spend another five thousand dollars completely ceramic coating it, paint protection, and you're like, and then what? And they're like, oh well, you know, I drive it a thousand miles a year. And you're like, that's, that's not what this is for. <laughs> you're already, it is already not what, you know, and same thing with a lot of my, you know, a lot of how, how I see that. And just as soon as that happens, uh, then I want to take it out of the saran wrap and scratch it. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's a fascinating channel. I would highly encourage anyone to, to go over there. Yeah. Okay. Let's roll into our next story. Watch pro reports that an Edinburgh based hemp company are launching a watch now they're called mv n 
T, so not to be confused with movement, but they're launching their first timepiece on Kickstarter and following a very successful previous Kickstarter where they made hemp sunglasses. So they just rounded $11,000 from a pledge of about $14,000. The watch case is made from compressed hemp and the watch strap is made from Pinatex, which is a leather made from pineapples. So the, uh, their quote from the Watch Pro article was, with our hemp-based watches, we aim to showcase yet another possibility of a super crop that is hemp and to promote the use of alternative eco-materials in general. So I'll just show you this Kickstarter now. Okay. I think this is really, it, it seems like a bit of a joke, but once you read into it, it's incredible, really, this material that they've created out of compressed hemp. And obviously, they've done sunglasses now. It's extremely strong. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing a watch. I mean, yeah, they've, they've, thrown a, they've thrown a Miyota quartz in there. It's interesting nonetheless. I suppose you could have an interesting time telling your friends what the case is uh, made out of. What do you think of these, Chris? Yeah, it's, uh, is, it, is it e-hemp? Is it like e-steel? Is it, is it stamped? Oh, it says hemp on the dial. <laughs> All right. All right. There you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't like smoke it, smoke it. It's not, it's <laughs> right. not that kind of uh, hemp. Yeah. It, so, I mean, I, I, it certainly brings uh, some, again, it brings some visual to it. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of people are not aware that like, like hemp rope as well is like a super strong, super strong, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, alternative material to kind of, to kind of bring it into the mainstream. Yeah. I, I heard that. I don't know if this is true or whether there's anyone, one of those urban legends that you hear, that the reason that marijuana was originally outlawed in the US was because it was encroaching on the paper industry, because actually hemp makes a significantly better and more durable. Right. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely heard something similar, but to, but yeah, to original, like to, to rope and to, you know, and uh, yeah, different stuff like that. So it's, who, who knows how far that urban legend goes, but it's, uh, it is a, you know, it's it's becoming more acceptable material. It's on I'll say though, it it does remind me of like a wood watch and I get a little get a little uh, back. Yeah, so that's that's for me. I kind of like yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Do you know what those so it's dead it's really funny. I've been asked a number of obviously, you know, Chris and I get emails all the time about to talk about watches on the show and I get asked for to review watches and I've been asked a number of times about wood watches and I'm convinced they're all made by one manufacturer that's on AliExpress because they all look the same. They're very simple, yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, when, when I chat to people at work about, you know, I'm into, you know, I do watch YouTube channel, whatever, more often than not, they ask me about wooden watches it's it's str- so yeah, weird. it's very strange. It seems like, yeah, just, I don't know. It's just, it seems strange. I don't think it like, it's ever really caught on. I mean, it's a very, like the novelty. And I know uh, this, you know, Swiss use the, that term for showing off their new watches, but I mean, it's like the novelty novelty. It's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, I see them crop up from time to pop up from time to time. And, uh, and I kind of get the same stuff where it's like, where, you know, and, and unfortunately they put, you know, they, they'll put like a inexpensive quartz movement in it. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Um, and then if, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm not it. feeling those wooden watches. Cringy, as well. cringy. Sorry. Yeah. 
Well, let's roll into our next story. And I have to admit, I'm a little bit confused about this story. So we probably need to talk this one through. But Richard Mill is to open its first authorised dealer of pre-owned watches. So Richard Mill uh, will open its first authorised dealer of pre-owned watches, Watch Repro watch pro report and it's going to be in london now the information on the concept is a bit sparse but the business aims to build long-standing two-way relationships with clients acting as a destination for pre-owned richard mill pieces and also high-end jewelry so i'll just show you the watch pro article here but bring this up chris because do you think this is a trend because a lot of these watch companies are getting into and in fact something i learned off that timepiece gentleman mm -hmm. that apparently apparently richard meal knows where all of its watches are at any one time even if they've been sold like i don't know whether they scour the internet to work out whether they've been sold or what but I don't know this concept of, okay, well, you've got a Richard Mill watch. You don't want it anymore. We'll sell it back to us and then we'll resell it to somebody else. It links into that blockchain conversation we <laughs> right, were having right. the other day, wasn't it? Yeah. About how you know we definitely know the owner of this watch because right. it's in the blockchain. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's very, uh, it feels like certified pre-owned. It feels, you know, it feels very certified pre-owned, which I think can work in some markets. Because because here you have a watch that is probably or watch company and watches that are that are probably copied a bunch. I'm sure there are some super fakes out there for Richard Mill. I'm sure. Um, and then, as you said, uh, this this sort of allows them to to price to control the price of the used market, or at least or at least find you know sort of like set the set yeah. the temperature of what that used market's going to be. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's powerful because I don't, I want, I haven't looked, but I, I'm pretty sure Richard Mill is one of those watches that probably takes a pretty big depreciation hit on, on new. I would, I, I think they I th go up in value. Hmm. Um, and I, see this, I've learned so much from oh, okay. this timepiece gentleman, because one of the watches they're dealing with hmm. is this, this Richard uh, Mill watches. But do you think more of the watch company, like you can imagine Rolex doing this, can't they? Say, well, well, if you want to sell it, then, you know, bring it back towards, well, you know, if they ever did go to blockchain, like, oh, <laughs> right, update right. blockchain, so you're the new owner. And yeah, then you'll yeah. get then. But if it comes you'd, in for service and it's be not. You'd leasing it. <laughs> this, yeah. this, is my, this is my son's uh, for future Rolex. I'll pay the lease off on it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm saving for my uh, kids' college fund and right. also their first Rolex. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I always thought maybe I was wrong. Uh, you know, I kind of felt like like that they were, um, that 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 it it would sort of take a take some depreciation as soon as they bought it. Like they weren't they weren't trading for MSRP for when they were unused. But you mm -hmm. sound like you're more up on it than I am. I haven't. I have not been in the market for Richard Mill recently. Um, we'll, we'll see how my because F they're, they're so that ev everyone's yeah. like a super limited edition. Yeah, so we'll I'm, see how my F one team does, but because uh, <laughs> they're yeah. now partners with like most of them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I feel you know makes sense to to kind of control the the pre owned market. Um, and I cannot you know I I don't know if there's any. I don't know if there's any other watch companies that are doing that. I haven't seen. I mean, it seems novel. Yeah, it's funny. Just to go off on a bit of a tangent here. 
I was really, after I talked about those Panerais last week, I really started researching Panerai hard. Mm -hmm. And thanks to a few people over on the Facebook group who own Panerais, who they've actually either sold them or they've, they're not, they've kind of gone off the brand. Mm -hmm. When I looked into it, I didn't realize that Panerai has such an issue with fake watches that the fake Panerais are so well done that even <laughs> secondhand watch dealers yeah. won't touch certain models yeah. like yeah. that's incredible isn't it yeah there was um it wasn't there i seem to remember a story maybe from last year year before where i think panerai or one of their dealers accidentally put a fake watch as a picture on their instagram channel wow i i seem to remember that something like that where it was so good of a fake that uh i mean that's I mean, that's a real problem for them and they need to really dig in and figure out what's going on there. And, you know, this is, that's certainly a way to do it is, is if you want to make your customers confident that what they're buying is legit, you do uh, some sort of pre-owned program where you're going to take back that watch or you're going to take it in and it's going to be a service. Someone's paying for it. But I mean, if I had... If I had a an old Panerai and I was no longer interested in having it, and then I wanted to, you know, sell it, I, I would pay three, four hundred dollars to send it to Panerai to have them like QC it, because then yeah. I know I could turn around and Chrono Twenty Four or in their boutique or whatever and and get top dollar for it. So interesting. Uh, I w I'd like to see more of it. This week's show again is sponsored very kindly by Blue Shark Straps. So last week, I talked about the two straps that I was sent. And this week, Chris received his two watch straps. So what did you think of the Blue Shark straps? Uh, great. Yeah, I've got the and uh, not nothing to do with them for shipping. That was all it was all my fault. So they came right away for both of us. Just uh, I didn't get the I didn't get the message. <laughs> so I had to go. Uh, uh, but mine uh, mine showed up. And uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Sam will put uh, some pictures up. But uh, pretty pretty decent. I'm I like the uh, I like the the sort of the stiffness of the canvas strap that I got. I got a canvas strap and a soft nylon, um, and I've I've gotten the canvas straps before and they're hit and miss. And so so far this one's a hit. So yeah. I'll uh, look forward to uh, having it up on Instagram and a couple of couple of watches. So thanks to uh, Blue Shark for that. Next story. As soon as they announced this, I was watching the countdown, but Baltic watches, I've not owned a Baltic yet, but I love what they're doing. Mm. I am waiting for that GMT to come back in stock and I might have to go for it, but they've mm. just released a compressor style watch. So this is a 39 millimeter watch, 20 millimeter lug width, nice, nicely proportioned with a thickness of only 11.9 millimeters. And it features the Miyota 9039, which I think is up there as one of the yeah. top Miyota movements, yeah. isn't it? It's an it's an upgraded Miyota. Good, that's good. And this watch, have you seen it, Chris? It looks it looks the absolute business. If it had the date on it, you know I'm a big like, weirdo about. <laughs> if it only had the on date watches. on it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it, it looks like an absolute stunner. This yeah. watch, yeah, it's. It's going to be about $660. I worked out on pre-order. It's 550 euros. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, the comp compressor case is good. Proportions are good. Uh, I think the 
not only the proportions good, but the dial proportions are good. Like some, a lot of times you'll see the compressors where sort of the, the outer ring is like a weird size to the dial. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of pushes the markers or makes them super kind of crunched together. And I think from a design, you know, dial standpoint, it's just perfect, perfect proportions on the dial. The design looks good. Love that blue too. It's good. Yeah, I think the blue looks stunning. I think I know somebody, Rob, over on the Facebook group commented that the inner rotating bezel is ceramic and he didn't really know what the point is of that. But I, I, unfortunately, we're only seeing these kind of computer rendered images mm, and then yeah. a few odd photos here and there. But I, this is one that I'm really excited about. I mean, it seems like each watch that they're doing, it's got their design language and it's an evolution of the brand. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about yeah. this one to, I mean, to come out. You know, ceramic, uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be stable, you know, so it's never going to change color and it's never going to change texture because it's, it's inside the watch. Um, so, you know, interesting choice. Maybe they, maybe they felt that that was, um, just a, you know, sort of an upgrade, but I, yeah, I, I agree with them. It, it does sort of feel like why would, you know, why would you choose this special material that's never going to be, uh, touched? Whereas normally like a ceramic bezel, you know, might be scratched or run across a doorknob, et cetera. Well, next story, Chris, you kind of alluded to this before with Tudor doing some experiments, but I was reading Fratello's watches. And they did an interesting poll, and 82% of the responders to the poll voted that they wouldn't be going for the new Black Bay Gold. Thumbs down. Uh, yeah, it was basically a thumbs down. And it, I feel like they have missed the mark here because this, uh, here you can see at the top, the yes and, yes and no. Right, yeah. They've got some beautiful pictures of it, but... You're paying $13,000 more than the standard Black Bay 58. The movement is completely the same. Okay. The hands are gold on the the original Black Bay 58, but yeah. you're not getting like a gold bracelet with it. Oh, right. Um, I don't understand where the... Because th there's nowhere near one troy ounce of gold, I'm sure, right. in the whole case. Right. And even if there was, that's trading at what they have. What do you what do you think on this one, Chris? I, I, I'm torn. I, yeah, really. I I had you know I tend to agree with the with the thumbs down. I I said last time and and I just echo it again here. I, I feel like we were starving for stainless steel, high end stainless steel stuff, and no one was really interested in the precious metals. And I feel like a bunch of companies are going back to precious metals. Like, hey. You guys remember precious metals? You guys remember when you spent $14,000 on a watch? And, uh, you know, sort of to justify that to maybe a new crop of buyers uh, that doesn't remember, you know, have it, you know, or, or, or that doesn't remember the, the precious metal craze or the fact that you, you know, could like, I just can't see a new, like someone who's just new into watches, you know, uh, you know, just recently, you know, like maybe a promotion or, you know, just gotten some somewhere uh, in their career and they think, you know, like, let's, let's get a, let's get a career piece kind of thing. I, I just don't see them stepping up to the like, oh, it's got to be gold. It's got to be platinum. It's got to be, it's got to be silver. It's got, you know, precious metal. I, yeah, I, it, yeah. it, I know that, I don't know whether they're trying to elevate the Tudor brand, but there's such there's such a gap between that and the next model. 
I, th- I, I can't think of an analogy like whether it would be, you know, going into Chipotle and ordering a burrito and then suddenly they're like, oh, by the way, we have this new burrito that's got truffles in it, <laughs> right. wild pheasants, <laughs> right. yes. and it's uh, it's $200. Yes. And you're like, I'll just have the, like, the normal right. like, burrito. Well, do you not want this? Like, it's got... It's got uh, you know wild pheasant right. in the uh, but, in the mix, <laughs> but for the experience alone, and you're, yeah, exactly. No, right, and it, and my, not two hundred dollars, two thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like it's, it's ten times the price of you know an entry you know an entry level luxury Swiss watch. <laughs> it's one of those. Uh, well, let's see what we can get away with. Yeah, type of watches from Rolex. It's, yeah. it's doing a how dinky limited edition, just, isn't it? Just turning that volume all the way up, and you're. I I don't. Yeah, I just I don't see it. I don't see it. Next story is there was a lot of novelty watches released at Watches and Wonders, mm. but the one that caught my eye. I never normally look at this brand really because they're just a style that I don't really really warm to. But this. Hublot, I've got to mention it because this thing is absolutely spectacular. It's made, they've grown this or they, they've become experts in synthetic sapphire mm-hmm. and they've engineered this watch. And we've seen sapphire cases before. I think even Richard Mill mm-hmm. might do a sapphire case mm-hmm. watch. But this Hublot's got a, not only a sapphire case, it's got a sapphire dial, sapphire on the front, sapphire on the back. And this, incredible sapphire bracelet i mean this thing is it's incredible i mean it's granted it's you know four hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars or whatever but we're just an incredible watch that they've created here it really stood out to me obviously i wouldn't buy this even if i had the, even if i had the money but i, I think as a feat of horology and it's a tourbillon as well in right there. right um you see the little sapphire over yeah. on the little tourbillon thing there but just a 10 out of 10 for effort oh yeah yeah no it's it's cool it's super cool and it's it absolutely like if you wanted to do a engineering demonstration on what we can do with sapphire you do that there that is an unbelievable unbelievable uh uh cv right there there's unbelievable uh resume of what we can do with sapphire so very cool it's funny. I was reading because uh, I sort of got, went down a bit of a rabbit hole with the uh, Hublot, just kind of looking because there's this myth, isn't there, that that Hublots don't retain much of their value, mm, like they mm-hmm. they they depreciate. And it's funny because a lot of the articles, or there's quite a few forums that I read, and the the standpoint is, and these must be Hublot owners, is that Hublots don't lose value; they're just very hard to sell on. So uh, okay. I don't know. It's like yeah. a weird. I don't understand exactly what that is. Right. But a couple of forums said that's, it. It must be like a standard. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit of a cover. You're like, well, if only there was a market for it. And you're like, it's like a market of one, one person. So you're just looking for that one person that's going to have. What did you say? Four hundred thousand dollars to yeah. put down on a on a watch that looks amazing, but. Also, just have to point out for our audio listeners, uh, if you if you saw this uh, on on someone's wrist, uh, you would be like, "Oh, that is a nice plastic watch. <laughs> that is a nice clear. It kind of looks like that clear swatch." <laughs> it, it definitely does. Let me throw the picture back up here, but it's <laughs> you know, who blow? I I have seen a few of these in the wild, like the standard black version of the Big Bang. I have mm-hmm. seen a few people wearing these. Did um. I, was was there an Omega Speedmaster that was all sapphire? What am I thinking of? It's like a sapphire cased. 
There's there's been a, there's even some micro brands that have used sapphire for the case. And interestingly, there was that artisan artisans de Geneve Rolex that they did that had the sapphire the Daytona with a sapphire dial. Of course, Christopher Ward very famous oh, right. for their sapphire dialed mm-hmm. watches, mm-hmm. and they look gorgeous. Sapphire yeah. on the back, sapphire on yeah. the dial. Yeah, I know. Um, and Velen Ross did a did a sapphire sandwich or a complete sapphire cased um bro3 at one point um as a again as a as a here's what we can do kind of thing but uh it's a yeah, fascinating fascinating uh in inch you know inch uh fascinating use of the material well that was your view this week in watches we really appreciate you watching head on over to the facebook group to continue the conversation or you can follow us over on instagram casual watch reviews or chris's is everyday mastery as always we appreciate you watching and we'll see you next time on casual watch talk thanks guys bye